to life on earth. Welcome to life on earth. Welcome to life on earth. Uh, welcome to life on earth. And here is the news for today, January 26, 2023. All of the news that fits. In a January 19th story, The Guardian reports, new treatment strategy cuts risk of bowel cancer, returning by 28%. A UK trial across three counties finds that giving patients chemotherapy before surgery was more effective. On January 16th, the story reports that conservatives, excuse me, conservationists, I always call the conservatives preservatives, are saving America's prairies. How are they saving America's prairies? By selling them off. Quote, in an unlikely collaboration, Oregon conservationists are selling grasslands to cattlemen. On one condition, they keep it pristine forever. Unquote. Not necessarily the privatization solution that I'd like to see, but a step in the right direction. Yesterday, yesterday, Bloomberg reports in a story titled, How to Be 18 Years Old Again for Only $2 Million a Year that, quote, middle-aged tech centimillionaire, I could just call him a hundred millionaire, Brian Johnson and his team of 30 doctors say they have a plan to reboot his body. Well, Yaron Brooks has been talking about this for a while now, and there are plenty of companies who, for enough money, can not only monitor your health in ways that are totally groundbreaking, but can ameliorate, and in some cases, even reverse the effects of aging. And this field is only getting better. ABC News reports on progress in women's rights in the Middle East with the headline, your headline, Saudi Arabia is making historic strides in women's rights. So why haven't we heard about it? Unquote. Quoting from the story, as protests for women's rights rage across Iran, and much of the reason is in region is enveloped in post-revolution Chaos neighboring Saudi Arabia has been quietly reforming repressive laws and pushing forward mass development plans as the country opens up to tourism. In recent years, strict dress regulations, mandatory gender segregation, and a ban on women's drivers were abolished. Now, the why is clearly because, you know, Saudi Arabia is a very, very mixed case. Human Rights Watch, quote, researcher Joey Shea told ABC, while there have been some reforms, Saudi Arabia has experienced one of the worst periods of repression in the country's modern history. Regardless, changes are happening and fast, especially for young Saudi women like Fatima al-Madhami. Finally, Human Progress ended 2022 with their year-end report entitled Our Editor's End-of-the-Year Message, a year of oft-interrupted progress. Progress has continued in 2022 thanks to the efforts of productive innovators, but with some destruction of wealth, health, and freedom across the globe. The destructions are well-documented. This is not Pollyannaism. This is rational optimism. This is realism. Now, as for the news you really care about, my stock market portfolio has been flat for a few months, which given the economy, 
is massively good news. Today, the Dow Jones Industrial Average hovered around 33,800. I mean, does anybody remember when the Dow, when the Dow was at 17,000 right after COVID hit? Yes, the recession. Everybody is expecting it may still be coming. They always do eventually. As folks have joked, you know, gold bugs like Peter Schiff have predicted the last 11 out of two recessions. But so far, so good. Or if you prefer, it could be worse. And if I had listened to the pundits of dystopia, and now we get into my <laughs> my personal opinions with which I have no doubt you will agree. So let's add a little color to the situation. If I had listened to the dystopians or just if I had just left CNN and Fox News on all day, like some of my friends do, yee, I'd have expected things to be far, far worse than 38,000, or excuse me, 33,800 in the Dow. We used to point out that the kids who were protesting wealth inequality, do you remember them? I don't mean like now with, with critical race theory. I mean, Occupy Wall Street. And we would, we would point out, we would joke. And it's the same thing now with the kids who are protesting fossil fuels or who protest against privilege. They're spreading the word about how hard and unfair life is via their cell phones, their iPhones, and their high-speed internet, and their other high technology, and all of these technology services. And rightly so. It is absurd to protest against big tech and energy, big energy and energy usage via powerful technology, which relies on a robust energy infrastructure and a working internet and all of the technology. But the same ironic clash, this, this kind of bizarre, almost contradiction, the same thing can be seen in the dystopians, in the doom and gloomers. I don't believe in groomers, but I do believe in gloomers. How many times do we see people complain? The end of civilization is nigh from the comfort of their safe homes using ever-improving technologies which provide them global reach to say everything's getting worse and the end of the world is right around the corner. Now, happily, all of this high-tech and energy and inter-networking of very intelligent people brings me countless resources to counter the all too dystopian narratives. For starters, there's Substack, currently the best blog platform I know. If you're not already subscribed, there's a few Substacks I've put in the show links, Barry Weiss's Substack, for example, and mine. You should be on my Substack. And then there's Faster Please. This is the Substack by James Pethokoukos a fellow at the American Enterprise Institute, from his about page. If you think generating faster technological progress 
and faster long-term economic growth are the keys to a more prosperous and resilient humanity, then faster please is for you. James writes, several times a week, I collect the most interesting news and most insightful analysis on these subjects, as well as offer thoughts of my own. There's also a regular podcast with transcripts. So his entries from the, just the past week include January 25th, airships, hyperloops, and intercity rocket travel, thinking about the future of U.S. transportation. January 23rd, AI can generate essays, pictures, and it turns out huge healthcare savings. Also, did Washington fix U.S. infrastructure? Are we good? Well, with the, him working with the American Enterprise Institute, you can imagine his answer to that. January 21st, we can review MLK and automation, 60 minutes and nuclear fusion, how science is broken. January 20th, the latest explanation for slow tech progress, because science is broken. Also, five quick questions for economist Michael Strain on technological progress. That's one you've got to read. And finally, going back to January 5th, he offers Paul Ehrlich's interview on 60 Minutes. Shows the need to finally defeat degrowth environmentalism. Humanity is still paying the price for losing that battle half a century ago. I love that he shared Paul Ehrlich's tweet. Paul Ehrlich writes on, this guy is still around. He writes on Twitter, quote, 60 minutes extinction story has brought the usual right wing out in force. This is Paul Ehrlich writing. If I'm always wrong, so is science. Since my work is always peer reviewed including the population bomb, and I've gotten virtually every scientific honor. <laughs> now, the story isn't that Paul Ehrlich is still delusional, that Paul Ehrlich says, well, if I'm wrong all the time, well, so is science, because I'm science. I'm a scientific guy, and peers are reviewing my material. <laughs> no, the story isn't Paul Ehrlich anymore. The story, even though he managed to make it on to 60 Minutes, the story is for the critics. The story is the people who are pointing out, 60 Minutes, what did you do? What are you even thinking? That's the story. Pethokoukis properly responds, well, Ehrlich gonna Ehrlich. Now, I found out about Faster Please, this substack, this blog, via the good people at Human Progress, humanprogress.org. Link is also in the show notes. And right now, their homepage, links to all manner of news, good news, mostly, on human progress. First off, there's an AP story. Quote, judge, judge says, people can sell candy, cakes, cookies without license. <laughs> Unquote. That's your headline. Now, now, of course, we hear all about, you know, a little girl's lemonade stand got shut down because of some busybody health department. But we rarely hear, at least in the mainstream news and in the conservative news and in any of the news, we rarely hear the stories about those who fought back against the overregulation and who've won and the progress that is being made. 
And again, this was from AP News, linked on human progress, but this was from AP, the Associated Press. Next up, Swedish government moves to get rid of permits needed for dancing. You need a permit for dancing? No, the headline just makes it sound like that. The Swiss people don't need a permit to dance, but some bars and restaurants do if they're going to present a dance performance. Okay, well, that's got to go. But the good news is, it is. And a judge is overruling that. That is changing. You may have heard last autumn about the outbreak of Ebola in Uganda. But the news last week is, quote, since 20 September, 56 people have died from the virus, which is spread through bodily fluids. And there have been 142 confirmed infections. Okay, this is serious. This is Ebola. But the country has reported no new infections in more than 42 days, twice the maximum incubation period of the virus, a World Health Organization benchmark for a country to be declared Ebola-free. I could go on. The Human Progress website is packed with such links, as well as essays and information, all from a pro-progress, pro-liberty, pro-capitalism, pro-human perspective. These people get it. They understand. Our world in data website, ourworldindata.org, continues to be a great source of objective news. And you can argue whether everything that they report is good news. Uh, for example, does biodiversity really matter? But the data, the numbers themselves are enormously compelling and mostly, in fact, overwhelmingly positive. Now, since it just came up in my socials, a quick bit of perspective. A short from my December 15th episode, Life on Earth with Robert Naser, was recently uploaded to YouTube. Now, I appreciate that. And I appreciate those of you out there who made that possible. You know, your membership with the Ayn Rand Center UK, your contributions, your YouTube membership, your super chats, which I haven't seen any of yet today, bring those on. And the super thanks after the fact, which I have seen, and I do appreciate that. These all go to support the organization that brings you this video, videos like these, the daily objective every day, study groups more than I can say, the Ayn Rand Center UK. And your support makes it happen. So hook us up, bring on the super chats, bring on the contributions, become a member if you're not already. Link is at the top of the chat. You know what to do. But in that December 15th episode, for which short was just posted, the episode entitled A Major Announcement, and you'll have to listen to that episode if you want to know and didn't hear it yet, what that, excuse me, what that major announcement was, a very important, well, it was major, a very important major announcement. But I considered this hypothetical. What if things really aren't getting better? You know, what if civilization really is in decline? What if the pessimists are right? So I asked, well, should you live the rest of your life in this declining civilization? 
should you live the rest of your life in a metaphorical or a literal bunker? Or should you be living and producing and playing and dancing and singing and creating and loving? And yes, speaking out and writing and protesting, but but worrying, whining, complaining, bemoaning? Is that going to change minds, persuade individuals, address real evils, halt the decline? Is that going to make you any happier? See, this is a battle of ideas. And while, you know, in the mouths of effective leaders and presenters and podcasters, fiery, exaggerated rhetoric might rouse the troops. And that matters. But here on the battlefield, reason and rational ideas are the tools. And ideas are the weapons. So, yes, we'll keep fighting for what we know, for what we value, for what we love, in proportion to the depth of our values, of our passion, and the limits of our time, and the full hierarchy of everything we care about. But we are here to live a life. All right, close quote. If you haven't watched that short yet, click on it, man. I got to get my view numbers up. Hook me up. Straighten me out. And so I recommend, my recommendation for you for today, I recommend consuming news with a values orientation. As much fun as I'm having today, I'm not taking over Yarin Brooks, John. But I do need you to do this. Read the news rationally. Practically, purposefully, selfishly, with reality, you know, real life in mind. Now, in this regard, I am enjoying, and I heartily recommend, the morning news digests that Yarin Brook is doing. Uh, he's highly selective in what he covers, and he's very good at, well, so what? You know, what's any given news story got to do with life? And on top of that, because of his own interests and because of the questions he gets from Super Chat, more of which he gets than I'm seeing today, hmm, but because of that and the kind of questions he gets peppered with, he does keep the discussion both broad and idea-oriented and reality-based. Incidentally, while I'm at it, a huge shout-out to the Ayn Rand Institute and their new ideal essay series and podcasts. Uh, last time Great Lakes Objectivists got together, weekend before last, we, we were working with essays from New Ideal. We discussed this book, which I highly recommend, Illuminating Ayn Rand. This is a, a compilation of many of those New Ideal essays. I know you're thinking, well, I could read them online. Why would I buy the book? But it's very different having them compiled in in front of you. And it makes great, uh, not just study material, but some of this stuff is just fun. It's great reading. Highly recommended. Also, in that regard, I got to give huge props to the Daily Objective, you know, right here on the Ayn Rand Center UK. Uh, earlier today, Rucka and Mark Pellegrino 
discussed the recent dust-up between humorist and political commentator Stephen Crowder and quote-unquote news company, The Daily Wire. And their analysis was very good. I was glad to see that because I have a I have a grudge against the Daily Wire. I don't think Ben Shapiro is the worst person in news and commentary. But Matt Walsh and Andrew Claven, on the other hand, they they could well be the worst people in news and commentary. I always say Matt Walsh has the Midas touch. Everything he touches turns into a muffler. Speaking of Stephen Crowder, it's worth acknowledging that news and entertainment are often combined. They're often integrated. You know, an unholy marriage in some cases. Call it whatever you like. Uh, so I certainly don't want to come across as being against edutainment. But that's all the more reason why I and I think everybody should be especially careful about what we consume as news and what you consume as entertainment. Comedy is not an unconditional virtue. And some kinds of comedy, especially the combine, the kind that combine news stories with humor, they can be and lead the viewer to be cynical, sarcastic, negative, dank. In times like these, in times like these, what are times like these? In any times, at all times, we do need to know what's going on. We do need the news. We need to know what's going on that we can and should actually take action on when circumstances warrant action. Action, not, not worrying and whining and grousing. But action. So stay vigilant. And that means stay informed. But how you get your news and what you do with the news is a matter of choice. It should be a conscious, ongoing, intentional, purposeful rational choice. I'll leave you with a quote from Martha Beck from her 2016 book, Diana Herself. Learn to choose what nourishes you, not what poisons you. I love that, so I'll say it again. Learn to choose what nourishes you, not what poisons you. Life on Earth, get some.